Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Hello everyone, welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Thank you for tuning in today and spending your precious time and energy with me. This is the 40th episode of the podcast, which is crazy to me. I can't believe I've done this 40 times now and the 50th episode is just 10 episodes away. What the heck? Whether you've been here since the beginning or you're brand new to the show, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to connect with you. As always, my contact info is in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to me with any topic suggestions for the show or to ask me any questions you have or just anything at all that you'd like to chat about. I'm here for you and I'd love to hear from you. If it is spring where you are in the world, I hope the new season has been treating you well. Here in Ontario, Canada, it has felt like spring some days weather-wise, other days not so much. We had a full-on ice storm last week, so that was fun. (laughs) And the day that I'm recording this, it is currently minus 10 degrees Celsius outside, so, you know, gotta love Canada. But I have noticed that for me personally, I've been feeling the energy of spring within me, even on those days where it still looks like winter outside. Spring is all about rebirth and blooming and new beginnings and taking what you learned during the resting phase of winter and putting it into aligned action. For me, the first three months of this year have been quite a time. I saw this piece of art on Instagram the other day that really put a visual to what I feel like I've been going through so far in 2022. First, it had a woman curled on the ground in a sort of fetal position to represent January. And then in the February position, she was on her knees, looking a little more energized, sprouts of plants starting to form around her. And for the March position, She was on her feet, and the flowers were blooming all around her. That is me, or that was me, for the first three months of this year. 
January was a really tough time mentally and emotionally, but somewhere near the end of the month, I started to gain clarity and reconnect to myself so that I could rise a little more in February and tend to myself and my life in the ways that I knew I needed to. I feel like in February, I really did a lot of foundational work and just got back into creating and reconnecting with myself and my passions. And then in March, I felt much more sturdy on my feet. And because of all the foundational behind the scenes work I was doing, there were more opportunities starting to bloom around me and within me as well. Looking back now, you know, now that it's the end of March, April is starting tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. Also, there is a new moon tomorrow, so first day of the month, new moon, so much new energy coming at us on April 1st this year. I only recently started learning more about the moon cycles and I find it all just so fascinating and I'm really trying to bring this energy into my life now, but that's another topic for another day. So anyways, Looking back at the first three months of this year, I can see how necessary the pain of January was, how necessary the personal integration and tending to my foundations was in February, because it all led to the new beginnings I experienced in March that planted the seeds for opportunities coming next month and into the rest of the year, and even more than that, a renewed sense of purpose and connection within myself. All this to say, just trust the unfolding of your life. You don't have to understand it while it's happening, but when you look back a few weeks or months or years from now, you'll know why you had to go through what you went through. I'm grateful for the darkness of the beginning of this year because it prepared me to welcome in the light. Life isn't perfect right now because it never truly is, but I'm much more hopeful and grateful and connected with myself and I'm excited for what's to come and so proud of myself for putting myself in the energy space to make it happen. If you're in a time of darkness right now and you're really not feeling the spring energy, that's okay. Trust that there is light coming your way if only you open yourself to the possibility of it. I know how much the darkness hurts, trust me, I know, but maybe it's there to teach you something, to help you become more of yourself, to build your resilience and inner strength and empowerment. Life is not easy, it's really hard to be human and just remember that you've survived 100% of your hardest days and you'll survive this too. So that was my little life update and pep talk for you. Now let's get into today's topic, which is one that I've been wanting to discuss here on the podcast for a while now and it finally felt like the right time. So today we'll be exploring the role that the processes of unlearning and remembering play in self-discovery. This has been huge for me in my own journey. It's something I've thought a lot about and I've seen come up in the journeys of other people as well. And I just think it's an important part of self-development and self-empowerment. So yeah, we'll be diving into first what self-discovery is, what unlearning and remembering in the process of self-discovery looks like, 
and I'll talk about my own experiences with these concepts. And yeah, I just hope this episode helps you reflect on how unlearning and remembering may have shown up for you in your own self-discovery journey and how you can continue to draw on these concepts moving forward. So buckle up, we're gonna get deep in this episode, so let's get into it. So let's start with self-discovery. What the heck is it? It might be self-explanatory to some of you, but just to cover all our bases, let's reflect a bit on what this concept means. To me, self-discovery is all about learning about and becoming more of who you truly are. Self-discovery leads you to your most authentic self. I believe that our souls already know what our most authentic self is, so to me, it's less of a searching and more of a reconnecting. I know that might sound a little out there, maybe, but I am a very spiritual person. I believe in the idea that our souls are here in human form, and maybe our souls have been here before in a different human form, you know, reincarnation and all that stuff. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like my soul is much, much older than I am right now in this human form, in this phase of my life, but I digress. Maybe that's a topic for another day. So anyways, yeah, I think that there's just so much in this world and in our lives that is designed to take us away from ourselves and pretty much discourages self-connection. So it takes commitment to hear the calls of our soul so we can truly discover ourselves. And I think unlearning and remembering play a huge role in that. I used to think self-discovery was done out there you know you had to go somewhere or do something to find yourself and honestly i did do that after my quarter life crisis as a new graduate i went on a solo trip out to banff alberta and i felt like i found myself there in the mountains and the forests and i still credit that trip as one of the pivotal catalyst to my self-development journey. You know, after that trip, I came back home and got help for my mental health and prioritized my well-being and started my blog and discovered life coaching and the rest is history. So yes, I do think you can have experiences that help you find yourself, but you don't have to. Your true self is always within you. And external experiences can definitely help you connect with it, but maybe all it takes is some self-reflection, just being with yourself, turning down the noise of life and listening to yourself. That's basically what I did in Banff. I was on my own, so I had no one to answer to or justify my actions to, and that was huge for me. I had never been on my own in that way before, where I had complete agency and freedom and so I had the space to be with myself to challenge myself to explore an adventure and also to connect with my inner peace I will never forget all the incredible moments of awe I experienced during that week I can still picture it all so clearly that trip was a huge part of my self-discovery 
but honestly, I think my self-discovery had already sparked a little bit before that trip, and going to Banff just ignited the flame even more. I hope this is making sense or resonating in some way, but anyways, all this to say that you don't need to go somewhere to experience self-discovery. You certainly can, but it's not the only way. Some of the biggest moments of my own self-discovery happened in the comfort of my home. Maybe you're the type of person who needs to be challenged in order to discover more about yourself, or maybe you instead need comfort and peace to sink into your self-discovery. Just like with anything, this will all be unique to you. So let's shift into the concept of unlearning now. Unlearning is all about becoming clear on things like beliefs and values that we carry and deciding if they serve us in our current phase of life or not. Chances are a lot of your beliefs and values have been passed down to you or given to you by family and the community you grew up in and society and media and the education system, just anything external in your life. It all has the potential to instill certain beliefs and values into you. And the kind of scary part is, is that these beliefs and values might be fed to us as the ultimate truth with a capital T. So we just believe in them and value them without really questioning why we believe and value them. These could be religious beliefs, political values, relationship and friendship stuff, and on a larger scale, things like capitalism and consumerism and patriarchy and any of those overarching, all-encompassing things that we are just expected to follow to survive in this world. Things like that can run our lives without us even being aware of it. I think the most direct source of these beliefs and values would probably come from your family structure, your parents or caregivers, because they are our first exposure to the world, our first teachers, our first examples of what it means to be human. And so our families can unconsciously and without even meaning to pass down their own beliefs and values to us and we just eat them up because what else are we supposed to do as little kids? We are sponges when we're young. We take everything in and all the stuff we soak up tends to follow us as we grow up and may even cause some issues into our adulthood. So I've learned from experience over the past couple years and I think especially in 2020 when everything was kind of brought to the surface on a global scale, how important it is to bring our beliefs and values to the light and become aware of them and really question them. Do I really believe this? Do I really value this? And why? I think we all have a huge responsibility and a privilege to unlearn. We need to disentangle ourselves from these arbitrary things that we may have always seen as the ultimate truth so that we can get to our ultimate truths. I've had to unlearn so much of what's been taught to me in terms of what it means to be a woman, how to have successful romantic relationships and friendships, what it means to be successful, the unconscious racial and cultural and societal biases I held. Throughout a lot of 2020, I spent a lot of time laying everything out on the table and examining it, 
questioning it, looking at it from a different angle, and deciding if I actually believed in and valued these things. And in a lot of cases, I didn't. And that was so eye-opening to realize, to really see that so much of what I've been running my life was untrue to me. Even just the way I looked at myself was untrue. I think that was the biggest unlearning for me. I was carrying beliefs and stories about myself that had been placed upon me. For my whole life, I had been told I was shy and too quiet and would be unable to speak my mind or speak up. I wasn't confident. I was too cautious. And this was all placed upon me in a negative way. And I was always led to believe that I had to change in some way. I took that all in as a kid and it only perpetuated my shyness and social anxiety and my discomfort in social situations. I believed what other people told me in many respects, so much so that I didn't really know how to think for myself and that's scary to think back to then and how insecure I was and how easily I gave into other people's perceptions of me. And I let those beliefs run my life for my whole life. I was the shy, quiet, insecure girl who was uncomfortable in groups and sucked at public speaking or speaking in front of people in general. I stayed stuck in that narrative until I no longer could. I had to unlearn all the stories people were telling me about me so I could step into who I truly was. And yes, I am still socially anxious and I prefer to be alone, but I also love public speaking and connecting with people and sharing my voice, which is wild to me because I spent so long in such a limiting mindset. And more importantly, I don't look at these aspects of myself as negative or as weaknesses anymore. I've managed to flip the narrative. I'm proud to be highly sensitive and empathic and emotional and an introvert. Yeah, social anxiety can be a bitch sometimes, but I own that now too. Because I unlearned, I'm now more me and I'm not trapped in the cage I and other people put me in. So that's just one example, a very personal one, and I've also had to unlearn in terms of not just how I look at myself, but also how I look at the world. And a part of my unlearning has been learning how to question the systems in place around us and not just take them at face value because it's all we know. This has been tough in many ways and has brought up a lot for me. I have days where I just cannot fathom how we're all expected to survive in this world, in these societies, in these systems that don't serve us all equally. All I see sometimes is corruption and greed and inequality and injustice and it's just a lot sometimes. But I'm glad that I've unlearned in this way because it's helped me live more awake to the world. It's helped me form my own opinions instead of blindly taking in the opinions of others. It's helped me not take things at face value and to dig deeper and question what is fed to us. It's also led to some pessimism and some hopelessness and doom and gloom sometimes, but hey, that's part of it. And 
just overall, I'm glad that I'm more awake to things now and I stand by my opinions and I'm trying to create a better life for myself now and for future me and for other people and for the future of everyone. And it's not just about giving in to all the things that have been handed to me that I just don't resonate with. Unlearning can really help you get clear on what's true to you, what doesn't serve you, and how to create a life aligned with your truest values and beliefs. So maybe think about what you've had to unlearn in your life so far. What beliefs and values have you brought to the light and realized weren't really your own? What have you had to disentangle yourself from in order to get clear on what you truly believe in and value? Unlearning can be a really messy and confusing process. I mean, you're probably going to come up against some pretty big ways of being that have been impacting you your whole life. But I just think unlearning is such an important part of self-discovery because it's the necessary inner work that helps you gain clarity on what isn't serving you so you can focus on what will serve you. You know, shedding all the layers of who you think you should be so you can be who you truly are. And that's so empowering. It's empowering to really look at the beliefs and values that have been unconsciously running in the background and being like, oh, that doesn't fit there. Let's replace that with something else. And, you know, as we grow and change, so will our beliefs and values. So maybe you'll have to go through this multiple times or continuously. I know for me, this really was at the forefront of my self-discovery in 2020, but I see it coming up time and time again, even now. So it's a lifelong thing, I think. It's never really over, but opening yourself up to the possibilities that come with unlearning can just be so incredibly empowering in your self-discovery journey. If you give yourself the space to unlearn, you can also create the space to remember, to truly remember who you are at your core, in your soul, as your highest self, you in your purest form. I like to think of it as remembering because we always have this essence of us within us. It doesn't go away. We came to this earth in this lifetime with it. And sometimes it gets forgotten or neglected or covered over by all the conditioning we go through as we grow up. Of course, we grow and change and shift and we have free will in our self-expression and our external circumstances can definitely have an impact on who we are and who we become. I just think that for me and my experience, remembering was a huge part of my self-discovery. It wasn't so much that I lost myself, it was that I forgot myself because, again, I always had myself within me. I think that whole concept of losing oneself can be remedied by the notion that you were never lost. Your true self was never lost. It was just forgotten or suppressed or conditioned out of you. You don't have to go anywhere to find it. It's within you and you can always remember it. I like to think of it as remembering too because when you truly connect to your most authentic self, it feels like coming home. It's comforting and reassuring and nostalgic even. It's a return and a moment of, oh yes, there I am. I think it's also really empowering to look at it as a remembering. 
you have the power and yes you can receive external support and have experiences that help you remember yourself but it's all within you and if you do the inner work and commit to yourself you can do the remembering all on your own for me i've had many moments on my self-discovery journey where i was just like yeah this feels right and i think that's a part of remembering you come up against a part of yourself that you hadn't before and it just feels right like it was always supposed to be there it might not make logical sense why it feels right but intuitively it does for me what comes to mind is my spirituality I didn't think I was spiritual at all throughout high school and university. It was really only a few years ago when I realized and connected with my spirituality. And again, it just felt right. Like it felt perfectly aligned and I couldn't understand why. So maybe I had always been spiritual or my soul had or I was in another lifetime or whatever. Spirituality was a part of me without even knowing it. And I think because it just instantly felt so right, this was a remembering for me. When I deepened my spirituality, it truly felt like I was becoming more of who I am and coming home to myself even more. Remembering can also be returning to ways of being from your childhood. Maybe you loved art as a kid and you had a wild, creative, imaginative brain and somewhere along the line of growing into adulthood, you stopped tapping into that part of yourself. But it's still there, and you can remember it. You can even remember parts of yourself that you had thought were silly or unrealistic before. I remember thinking as a kid that I'd like to be a psychologist because I loved hearing people's stories and examining human behavior and supporting people. I distinctly remember telling my family this in passing one day as a young preteen, and even as I was saying it, I brushed it off and I was like, nah, I could never do that. Little did I know that years later, I wouldn't pursue psychology, but I would find something similar to that, but that felt even more aligned, which is life coaching. I just find it so interesting that even what seems like the most inconsequential moments can be leading us to where we're meant to be and who we're meant to be. I think as kids, we are the purest version of ourselves, you know, before the conditioning really sets in and responsibilities distract us and the pressure of doing well in school and getting into a good university and finding a stable, practical, successful job and all of that stuff becomes the be-all, end-all of our existence. For some people, that works for them and they're able to find fulfillment and they do feel like they're true selves but if you're like me all that made me forget myself it took me further away from myself and i was living not for myself but for the expectations of others and for external validation and to quote unquote succeed i didn't know who i was or what i wanted i just did all of these things because i thought i should and I was so conditioned by all of it that I didn't even realize how detrimental it was to my sense of self until I got out of it and gave myself the space to remember who I am. Remembering is so powerful and I think so necessary to the self-discovery process. Both remembering and unlearning can be messy and unpredictable, 
confusing and uncomfortable. You might need some sort of outside support to help you through the process, like a therapist or a coach. Working with my coach was huge for me and my self-discovery. Just having that space to talk all of this out and not be judged for it and to have an extra source to guide me to my truest answers was really life-changing. And of course, if you're more so digging into your past and childhood and all that, working with a therapist would be super helpful. And overall, you just gotta trust the process, trust the unlearning and remembering so that you can blossom into more of who you truly are. You deserve to live as your most authentic self, always. And unlearning and remembering can help get you there. This is a really big and deep topic, and it most likely cannot be fully expressed in one podcast episode, but I hope what I shared and what we explored here today has given you some insight into these concepts and has helped you reflect on how they've shown up in your life and maybe how you can bring them into your self-discovery journey. Treat yourself with grace, call in, support, and just know that if you truly commit to this kind of inner work, so much beauty and empowerment will come your way. As always, I am here for you if you'd like more personalized support on any of this. You can always reach out to me with any questions you have, or if you'd like to schedule a free session with me so that we can explore what a coaching relationship together would look like. Everything you need to know about the self-empowerment coaching I offer can be found on my coaching services page on my website, which I will put in the show notes, and you'll find my contact info there as well. My email is shaylanivany at livingembrace.ca, and you can find me on Instagram at living.embrace. And before I sign off here, I just wanted to say that I think this topic is something that would be really helpful to explore in a coaching relationship. I know that these themes of remembering and unlearning really show up for me in my own coaching as a client myself and I also just want to take a second to share the latest testimonial that I received from a very special woman who I believe I just have such a divine connection with and she was kind enough to write this testimonial for me after our time together in the messages from within oracle card reading and self-empowerment coaching session that I offer. And she wrote, Ever met someone you feel you may have known from way back when? That was Shaylin for me. Meeting Shaylin was what I call a destined connection for seemingly usual kindred spirits. I felt safe, heard, supported, and guided. Simply put, I felt and still feel my humanity acknowledged by her gift, kindness, and humility. I'm grateful to you, Shaylin, for your generosity, holding my hand, and accompanying me on this life journey thus far. I look forward to what life has in store for our connection. May you continue to bloom wherever you are planted, always, with love and admiration. That is just so sweet. Um reading that for the first time really brought such joy to my heart so much gratitude for sure and i just feel so honored to get to know women in this way to create these divine connections and i'm hopeful that there are more coming my way 
Maybe if you're listening to this, you and I could share a divine connection like that. So if you're feeling like you want to take a chance and explore that possibility of you and I sharing a connection and going on this coaching journey together so that you can deepen your self-empowerment, I am here for you. Please reach out to me. My heart is always open to you. And just thank you for being here. Thank you for listening in and sharing in this space with me. I really, really appreciate you. Whether we connect in person or not, I'm just so grateful for you. I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.